on, everybody? Welcome to episode 65 of the RXP podcast. Of course, this is the podcast where three working professionals talk all about our love for movies, TV shows, and video games. Today, of course, my name is Matt, and I am joined by Alex. So I don't know when this episode will go live for the public, but as of recording, Szechuan sauce has returned to McDonald's. Szechuan sauce. Nice. I I don't even know. I don't think I've ever had Szechuan sauce. Szechuan sauce. I actually haven't either. <laughs> but you know, it's that like meme sauce that like Rick and Morty like also popularized. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. It's kind of like uh, the McRib because isn't the McRib never... It's like not always there, right? Right, right, right. But the Szechuan sauce is much rarer in terms of its return. So if this was an item that you would pick up in a video game, would this be like purple rarity or like gold Oh, no, this rarity? is gold rarity. If the McRib is, is purple, Szechuan sauce is the gold rarity. What's blue? Like a little rare. Like Shamrock Shake? Yeah. Like that yeah. happens like every once, March? Yeah, once a year, you know, the seasonal items. And then your basic right. is like the everyday, you know, like the McDouble Just or the, the, the chicken nuggies yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Tiffany's here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Moon Knight <laughs> is great. Oh, did you watch the first episode? I did. I forgot to check with you. You did. First thoughts. Did you like it? Or no? I very much enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. It's a little bit different than what I thought it would be. Alex, have you watched it yet? I have not. I'm kind of saving it, you know, for a later time to, you know, binge it all together. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I kind of, it was one of those episodes where I kind of just wish the second episode released at the same time because it, it just left me wanting oh, just more. I was anyway. into it though. I was like, this is all I, I liked it. I'm excited. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very horror. Like it, there's a lot of horror aspects to it, which I didn't expect. I also have not heard anything about it up to this point. So <laughs> anyway, and uh, anyway, this is not what we're talking about today, you know, not McDonald's. Maybe a surprise to you. We're not talking about McRib or <laughs> Szechuan the, sauce. The saucy <laughs> Moon Knight takes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, saucy. Um, but we will be talking about a topic that we'll just, you know, we'll talk about later. But first, it's been a while since I have hosted a variety game segment. Um, I feel like Alex has definitely taken the helm uh, for a variety game segment quite a bit recently. And I have been slacking, but I'm back at it. We're going to have Tiffany versus Alex in a game that I like to call You Know the One. So You Know the One is I'm going to read off to you all a terrible description of a video game. And you are going to guess what video game that is. Are you guys with me? Are these custom descriptions or did you find these somewhere? I found these, and um, thank you for pointing that out. I found these on Games Radar. They had an article back in 2014, uh, so you at oh least boy. know that it's not anything new. Uh, they published something in 2014 of like 50 terrible game descriptions that they made up for these games. Um, it was actually pretty enjoyable. You guys should check it out. Um, but I picked a few of them, and we're going to test it out. And I can't tell if Tiffany is just frozen on my screen or if she's gone she is gone she might be gone (laughs) based on her general message so i'll cut this out keep recording keep recording yeah yeah 
Uh, we could just we could just talk for a second, Alex. Sure, sure. Let me let me tell you, I have done nothing but play Elden Ring for what seems like forever because I have not. I have gone and just continued to play Elden Ring, and I feel like it's it seems like forever because every time I'm on PlayStation, I see that you're on another game. Like you you play Gran Turismo. You you played Horizon. You had a little bit of Ghostwire now. Like what what have you been doing? Yeah. So wait, are we keeping this in the recording? Or yeah. Am I yeah. Gonna, okay. Yeah. We'll sure. just go with it, man. Uh, yeah. I I took a break actually before I went back to Horizon after Elden Ring to check out Ghostwire on release. You know, I I was excited for it. Looked interesting. I'm all about games taking place in Japan. You know, I think Japan's a very interesting place that maybe not a lot of the world gets to see, you know, considering it's more of kind of a closed in country and it's also, you know, by happenstance in Island nation. So definitely not mm-hmm. a lot of like frequent travelers there yet. You have to like fly there, right. Or go by boat. Um, and yeah, I think Ghostwire definitely has a lot of interesting design choices, but mostly it comes down to a game that I think is all about its setting and the folklore it explores mm-hmm. because it does a lot of, you know, Japanese folklore in terms of spirits and ghosts and kind of that type of like haunting nature of what it, mm-hmm. the afterlife means kind of for Japanese culture. But yeah. the gameplay itself, it kind of comes down to like your standard rote open world game. You know, the combat you get, you get uh, three elements you can use to fight spirits with, and it's your uh, basic kind of fire, water, wind attributes. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. You kind of get those elements all within the first hour gameplay, and there's not really combos you can do with them besides just using the powers and maybe upgrading them slightly with the skill tree. And so I think it's a game that definitely is cool for the setting, but if you're looking for gameplay, I would definitely recommend wait for it to be on sale. You know, actually the gameplay itself has also kind of turned me off a little bit because of how, I guess, samey it's already starting to feel, even though I've only played for a few hours. And so definitely it's something I might put on the back burner. So you might see me be playing another new game at some point, you know, when you log in for Elden Ring, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every, every couple of days I'm like, man, this man is just a beast. He's just like a platinum beast, just grabbing everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I want to, I want to check out Ghostwire Tokyo. I, because of the reviews and because of what you just said, um, I think I'll probably wait for it to go on sale. Maybe, you know, like whenever there's a big sale or big drop, it might be one of those that like, I just keep checking the sales and, and see what happens. All right, Tiffany, you're back. Welcome back. Um, so variety game segment, we're going to do Alex versus Tiffany and a game that I like to call, you know, the one this comes from a 2014 article from games radar where they tell terrible descriptions for popular video games and so i'm going to read off these descriptions and then you are going to tell me what game it belongs to this is all through games radar um so it was published in 2014 so don't be saying anything past that okay no elden ring scene do we uh buzz in with our name or do we just shout out the answer like what's the structure here I say, I say, let's uh, let's buzz in with your name, okay, and let's let's play with the whole latency and see, you know, East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> All right, all right, we're gonna do round one. 
Grizzled killer escorts vulnerable girl through disorderly garden. Yes, Tiffany. Last of Us. It is The Last of Us. Well done. Just for completeness, it's Grizzled Killer escorts vulnerable girl through disorderly garden center. And it was The Last of Us. Well done, Tiffany. On the board quick. Just second round. Two characters. I know. That's right. Second clue, or second round, I guess. Mutant marsupial kills dozens of animals in order to punish reckless scientists for harming animals. Tiffany. Yes, Tiffany. Ratchet and Clank? It is not Ratchet and Clank. Alex. Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, it is not Sonic the Hedgehog. I guess there's more marsupials than we realized because it is Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, okay. The key was punish a reckless scientist uh, for harming animals. Actually, now anyway. that you think about it, is it is a hedgehog a marsupial? I guess not. I don't really know what a marsupial is. I don't is, think so. But I was going to let they it go. They have pouches. <laughs> they have uh, pouches. Okay. Oh, marsupials have pouches. Okay. But I also guessed Ratchet and Clank because, like, I thought it was like someone thinks it's a marsupial, but it's not a marsupial. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like they think it's just something. So Bandicoots have pouches. I didn't think they did. Well, the thing is with are Sonic, though, like Doctor yes, Robotnik, kangaroos are marsupials. Doctor oh. Robotnik in the first game was about catching animals. Like you freed the that's animals true. at the end of every stage. That's, so that's what I thought of. That's true. That's that's some that's some good thinking. All right. Third rounds. Teenage adrenaline junkie attempts attempts to impress his bay by riding a set of irate rock monsters rodeo style. Was bay a term used in 2014? Oh yeah. Oh, it totally yeah. was. That wow. when I read this description, I was like, okay, we're showing 2014. I, I feel old now. <laughs> Do you need me to uh, redo it? Re Sure. Reread it. It is teenage adrenaline junkie attempts to impress his bay by riding riding a set of irate rock monsters rodeo style. Is this Tiffany? Yes. Shadow of the Colossus. It is Shadow <gasps> of the Colossus. Oh, well done, <laughs> Tiffany. I've I've never played it, but I was like, I get like that's exactly what I think that game's about. Like that's exactly what I know about it. I don't think right. the the monsters are irate though. I think that's part of the bad description. It's like you're the one that's like going and like killing these things in their natural habitat. Is it is it one of those games where at the end of the game you're like, am I the bad guy? Kind is of. Is it one of those? Games? I think it's open kind to of. interpretation, but that is an interpretation that. You are okay. doing a very bad thing. Interesting. All right, Tiffany, if you get this one, you clinch it. This is round four of five that I have prepared. And it goes, a highly evolved Jawa tries to escape Tatooine, but ends up on Hoth. <laughs> this clue, this description just kills me. <laughs> I mean, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany. It's 2014. I'm going to just say, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Republic. It is not Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. 
whatever. Or whatever you said. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing of that sort. Alex, do you have a guess? See, I feel like, is this a bait and switch or is this actually Star Wars? Because I feel like someone could write this description that just describes something else. it just be a space else. game. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, oh, it's like a Jawa looking thing that ends up a, on a Hoth-like planet. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's actually Star Wars, but I'm assuming it should be. Because that's definitely a red herring if it's not. So I'm just going to say Star Wars Battlefront. It is not Star Wars Battlefront. And it was a bait and switch. Because that Jawa that you're looking for is the character that looks like a Jawa, which is Journey. Oh my god, that's was hilarious. That is absolutely awful. When I read it, I was like, this is hilarious. And I don't know if anyone's going to get it. But it'll be fun. Anyway. I, I I sniffed it. You I, sniffed it. I you sniffed, sniffed the it. Ba- the red herring. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? Out of principle, I'm not gonna go for it. All right, last clue, last rounds. I do have a tiebreaker if it comes to that. The description goes: a race of burlap sack people is forced to complete an infinite number of complex courses. Tiffany. Viewers are yes, Tiffany. Little Big Planet three. It is not Little Big Planet three, but I I don't know what the difference would be between that and Little Big Planet, so I'm just going to give it to you because yes. I don't I've never played any of them. <laughs> um, so well done, well done. Um, I didn't even realize it said sack people, so that that probably should have been probably a dead giveaway. It was. Um, it was. So, <laughs> Tiffany, very, very well done. I want you to. Just get this little, this was going to be the tiebreaker if it, if it came to this, okay? Um, bloodthirsty teens force local wildlife into servitude, conduct animal fight club. Bloodthirsty teens force local wildlife into servitude, conduct yeah, animal fight club. Yeah, I got Alex, it. Tiffany, Alex. Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany! Just go. Just go, both of you. You both know it. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it was Pokemon. But we never even had to get to that point because Tiffany just took it away. 3-0. She took it. Yeah. And now, I'm on pro if we look at our Pro Jamer Season 2 standings, it goes Tiffany with 3, Alex with 4, me picking up the rear with 2. So well done, everybody. But that's not what we're talking about. Do you guys know what each one of these answers have in common between the last of us crash bandicoot shadow of the colossus journey and little big planet may have in common were they free on playstation at one point or another who knows but they might be part of the over 300 or 700 games that are offered with the new playstation plus tears stretch oh it's a huge stretch But how do you make a game otherwise (laughs) except by stretching it? (laughs) So, of course, today we are going to be talking all about the new PlayStation Plus. This was codenamed Spartacus, which is a fantastic name. And they said, yes, we have this great name. And you know what? We're just going to go with the old faithful. We're going to just keep it PlayStation Plus and make it into three tiers. Um, So they announced this a few days ago. And we're going to talk about it because this is some big news. This potentially can be some changing news for PlayStation. 
Um, this is, of course, kind of combining both PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, which I don't think any of the three of us have ever subscribed to PlayStation Now. Have, have you guys ever subscribed? Okay. Never have. Um, so it has PlayStation Plus Essential, which essentially is just PlayStation Plus, right? I, I guess. Um, it's the same monthly cost, same thing. You get, like, those free games every month. Uh, you can play online, all those all that jazz. You have the PlayStation Plus Extra, so it has all what you see in the Essential tier, but it also adds a catalog of about 400 of PS4 and PS5 games. Um, you know, that could be first party, that could be third party, all these types of things. But then PlayStation Plus Premium, which has everything, it has an additional 340 very specific games added onto that 400 games uh, found in the extra uh, the premium has all those that includes ps3 games which are available via cloud streaming and then uh, it also has some like ps2 playstation psp uh, and ps4 games so all of this uh, i think it also has like some like time paid trials um, for different games like uh, different demos and, and things like that in the premium but all three of those tiers, of course, premium is going to be the most expensive. Uh, I think uh, the essential is still $9.99 a month in America. The extra is going to be $14.99 a month. And then the premium is going to be $17.99 a month. Um, a lot of news, a lot of news, a lot to think about. And now we have so many options. But my, my question to you guys is, what are your thoughts with this new rehash of PlayStation Plus? Tiffany, what do you think? So, you know, the tagline of our show is that we are three working professionals. So, you know, full-time jobs, which are bummers, but I have, <laughs> yeah. we have limited, you know, free time. And so the idea of paying more money to get access to a bunch of old games, not necessarily new ones, like literally, like it's not going to be like Game Pass where day and date you get a brand new release. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I need this. I, mm -hmm. the games that are older that I'm interested in, I've gone out of my way to obtain or borrow. So I don't know that it would be good for me in terms of my productivity <laughs> with like progressing mm -hmm. forward with games to suddenly get this wide, vast library of old games that I could partake in. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't, want to get lost and have fun in old games but mm -hmm. i think that one of the perspectives my friends has mentioned is like they decided that they would likely continue with their current ps plus membership as is no additional cost potentially upgrade at a month at a time if there is a game of interest that they're interested in. Now, this particular mm. friend is quite good at actually completing games. So I feel like <laughs> he would, and this is not Alex, but <laughs> this is someone else. I'm not else. a friend. No. <laughs> but he like actually finishes games. So like, yeah. I feel like he'd act, he's disciplined enough to like utilize that method. Well, you know, like, I have my baseline membership. Let me up the charge, pay an extra like five to ten dollars mm -hmm. for a month or two, finish the game I'm yeah. interested in, and then move on. Um, but yeah, for me as it stands, I'm not completely interested. Of course, this might change if I see the library of games 
that is available yeah. to me. But yeah, I think I'm okay. The thing is, though, they haven't, and that's that's one of my glaring issues with this announcement is that they don't talk about the upgrade system at all. So I don't even know how that's going to work if they're going to even let you do these kind of like temporary upcharges mm. to say, oh, for one month I want to be part of the premium tier and then you know back down to the essential tier, back down to the extra tier. And I think that's kind of like a glaring omission, at least as of right now. And I know it seemed like this announcement was just to get the word out there that the merging is going to happen, right? Because essentially what the premium tier is, is just a combination of what PS Plus is currently and what PS Now is currently. Uh, because it is verbatim like a $60 year subscription for Plus combined with a $60 year subscription of Now. But honestly, I really like the change mostly because, you know, it does like several things, right? And even though I'm coming at it with the perspective of I've been playing PlayStation for now, God, 20 years, I think. I think back in 2002 is when wow. we actually got the PS2. And that's when we started our uh, PlayStation journey of gaming. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a smart move just as a baseline to streamline the service, right? I think this is mostly meant for people that don't have a PlayStation or have been long away from PlayStation. And this is a very simple thing to say, hey, if you come back to the ecosystem and you buy a console or you don't, I don't even think you need a console because you can still stream these for PC as well. Uh, but if you want to get back into PlayStation, here's a simple tiered system to say, this is what you get at each tier subscribe this much and this is what you'll get. And I think that's really just oh, an improvement to accessibility because it didn't make sense right now to say, oh, you need plus for online, but then you need a separate service as in now to get games similar to Game Pass. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will just be confused by that because technically if there was a game that had multiplayer on PlayStation Now, you couldn't play the multiplayer unless you also had plus. So it definitely is this weird kind of like combination to say you can have now and plus separately. I don't know anyone out there that has now and doesn't have plus, but in order to play multiplayer games on now, you would need the plus anyway. So it just makes mm -hmm. sense to combine that. Um, but also I do like splitting, I guess the PS4 and PS5 games from the uh, classic games. Cause I know the PS4 and PS5 games are in that extra tier. So that's what that 1499 a month tier is. And then the classic games are the one in that premium tier. And I think this is also a grab to get people to upgrade that have plus to get the extra tier because, you know, like Tiffany, right. Mentioned a little bit, the idea of having so many extra games might be too overwhelming, or maybe you're just not interested in old games, you know, a la PS1, PS2, PS3 games, but you do want a similar game pass like option that Xbox has on PlayStation and that's what the extra tier is, but you don't have to completely pay, you know, the full 60 extra. It's only, you know, 40 extra. And I think, you know, a thing to shout out uh, is the fact that at least with this, I know this might just be a comparison we mentioned later on in the show, but I like how you can buy a year's worth subscription and it's discounted mm -hmm. because on game pass, there is no discount for a year. Like if you pay for a year, it's the at cost of per month. Like Microsoft is not interested in incentivizing you to do a year subscription. And I think that's definitely a step above here where it says, 
you know, it's $14.99 a month for that extra tier to get the PS4 and PS5 games. But if you buy a year, it's only 100 bucks, which is definitely mm-hmm. cheaper than the $14.99 a month. So I think that option also is very encouraging to see PlayStation offering. What are you thinking on what tier you're going to buy? Yeah, that's... And I think this... I was kind of trying to set it up with what I was mentioning before. So because I've been playing PlayStation for so long already and I tend to buy a lot of my games directly. And I think this just kind of comes into the whole idea of Game Pass-like subscriptions and, like, you know, PlayStation Plus extra and premium-type subscriptions is that I typically already own a lot of the games I want to play, so I don't see the real need for me to upgrade from what I currently have, which is just the what well, what is becoming the essential tier of just having you know the free couple games a month mm-hmm. yeah. the online multiplayer access cloud storage and so at this point i think i'm gonna stick with what i have mm-hmm. uh and not upgrade mostly because you know and tiffany mentioned this too i need to see the catalog i need to see what's on there yeah odds are though i've probably played most of the games i want to anyway so i don't know if there's any real incentive for me to upgrade to play things that i don't own already because i probably already played them so definitely at least for the well what i would classify as the hardcore like myself i don't see that big of an advantage at least for that tier in terms of older games i think it's a lot to ask for me to double the amount i spend on plus a year right to go from 60 yeah. to 120 and it would also have to come down to what older games are on there and what's available because as they note PS3 games, which I think are what a lot of people want to play because they probably skipped that generation due to playing Xbox 360 instead, are streaming only. And, you know, God knows it's only going to be as fun to play if you have good internet. And so for the people out there that don't have access to good internet, I don't think it's that going to be that great of a time because streaming those games, I think, will just be an awful experience. Sad, sad face. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you all. Like, I I was PS2, and I skipped PS3, skipped PS4, and now I'm back at PS5. The thing about it is, is I have a hard time not comparing it to Game Pass, because for me, Game Pass was an extra. We It used to be Games with Gold, or just a gold membership. Um, you would have Games with Gold, which was very similar to the, the PlayStation Plus that we have now. And then Game Pass came out of nowhere, and it was a weird deal. Like, nobody thought that it was going to work. And it was very incentivized. It was like an extra five bucks a month if you wanted to. And so um, I paid for it because it was, like, great deal. And you get first-party games. And then they had a merger. Now it's Game Pass Ultimate, which has both of them together for $15 a month. Like, it's, you know don't even realize it's leaving my bank like it's it's something that i will likely if i'm still gaming i'll likely never give up my game pass because it is such a good deal i'm not using it right now like i i play some dead by daylight i've been playing some fortnite i have the not best been, deal i have been not been utilizing game pass of like getting the first party games because nothing has happened that i want to um tunic is there tunic is on my xbox series x because i've been waiting for that game since 2015 but also i'm trying to finish up elder ring so like it like it is just something that deal that first party comes day one and even third party comes day one that deal is something where i cannot even think about stopping my subscription this on the other hand 
um, I'm probably going to stick with just the essential. I'm not someone who who has. Um, I want to play PS3 games. I want to play PS2 games. I will not be paying twice as much money to stream those. And we'll get to streaming in a second of what that really means. But like, I couldn't fathom that. And when the extra is going to be PS4 and PS5, if I want a PS5 game, I'll just buy the PS5 game. If I want a PS4 game, I'll just buy the PS4 game. Like, I don't need to have this library. I have access to a library I can purchase. The problem with PS3 is if I want to play Sly Cooper on PS3, I can't because we don't have access to that in the shop. And that really bugs me. And I really wanted the PS3 to be accessible because it's like there's one Sly Cooper game I have not played because it came out on PS3. And will I ever play that? Maybe if they remake it or if like they give away some of these premium packages like a month for free or something like to incentivize people to do it. Um, so like I was interested in some of the classics and because it's twice the amount, I don't think I'm going to budge. Like I've got enough games to play and uh, I, I don't think I'd utilize it. I know myself enough because I have plenty of gym memberships that I pay for every month. And do I go? No, like, no, I run on the street. <laughs> I run all the time. I don't even need a gym. Why do I have it? I don't know. Do you still because actually I have do, a gym? Do you actually still have I it? I do have a gym membership. Matt, I used please, to have more than one. Stop yeah. the madness. I actually what's, have a question. What's the street equivalent of the like subscriptions? <laughs> like, what are you doing to run in the street? <laughs> Never game subscription. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Has, so has it? Yeah. Is it because that Game Pass is so like you, you know the quote unquote measly thing of a fifteen dollars a month that you've never thought to micromanage that? Out of curiosity, like obviously we're all three of us are working professionals in like mm-hmm. STEM fields. So like, mm-hmm. have you ever thought like, oh, Elden Ring's coming out in February? I'm probably not even gonna log on to my Xbox. Maybe I'll like pause the month or something. Like, have you ever thought about doing that? Well, see, when they merged them together, mm-hmm. they actually allowed you to upgrade your um, your um, gold membership to Ultimate or uh, Game Pass Ultimate for one dollar. Any of them, and so we bought years and years and years of gold membership, and then upgraded them for one dollar. So I still, ever since the merge, I still have like five months left on that deal of getting like three three or four years for one dollar and now it's getting to the point where me and yasser share um we do council console sharing and so actually only one of us needs an active game pass membership for both of us to reap the awards so now so are it's you like venmoing each other like seven dollars a month i'm confused <laughs> like but he also <laughs> we console share on playstation as well and so we only need one. Pl- he has. N- he does not have PlayStation Plus, but he's played Fall Guys with us because he plays through my PlayStation Plus, though through his account. So what you're saying is, is that you pay for PlayStation Plus and he pays for Game Pass. Yeah, is exactly. This the understanding. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, there's big reasons for that, but I've never been the person to pay like month to month on on any of these things. Like for me, Xbox gaming is ubiquitous to being online all the time, friends playing multiplayer games. And I need Game Pass Ultimate now to play, to play because like we there's no such thing as a gold membership anymore. It's it's Game Pass Ultimate, and uh, I'm I'm cool with that because I need to play in my Dead by Daylight. I mean, I do like obviously entertain the situation where like so the last like five I I feel like 
since the first time, I've literally always gotten my PS Plus membership on a sale. Yeah. So I bought the last like four or five years of PS Plus for actually $40 a year instead of 60 which is even more affordable. So yeah. if there's an opportunity where the library catalog looks all right and there's some, you know, like as Alex mentioned, if there's an ease of like upgrading and degrading, mm-hmm. you know, if there's a fluid fluidity to the membership sphere, then I might partake in that. Or if there's a deal where they're like, oh, get a year of mm-hmm. this, of the premium or elite, for like 60 then maybe i might part you know i'll just like hoard up mm-hmm. on those cards and like do it but yeah for now i i don't think i have the the like fortitude to like mm-hmm. micromanage that stuff here's my other worry and this is this is something that alex touched on briefly which is cloud gaming cloud gaming is like a big sphere now it is one a great thing for Nintendo Switch owners, like <laughs> Nintendo Switch owners are, they love cloud gaming because it's the only way that they can play games like Control or any like really high high fidelity games. Um, because otherwise, they I don't think they'd really be able to handle it. Um, yeah, Matt, I don't think they love streaming on Switch. Well, I feel like it's the only real opportunity for them to play some of those games, like Control, not happening on Switch unless it's cloud gaming. But for the rest, like PlayStation, Xbox, cloud gaming is kind of ridiculous. I think a lot of this, and and maybe you all could speak more to this, because I feel like I still don't understand. But PS3 was built different, and so it's there's no way for them to figure out to emulate it, or maybe it'll take millions of dollars for them to emulate it, so that's why they have to do cloud gaming. Regardless, all this cloud gaming kind of makes me nervous, and just because I, I know cloud gaming is not exactly there, because not everyone's going to have high-speed internet, so there's going to be a lot of latency, a lot of lag, and so it kind of limits what type of games that you're able to play fluid, fluidly. Uh, and yeah, I, it just makes me a little bit nervous, especially for the games that I really want to play the most, which is PS3. It doesn't make me want to pay double the amount of money for that sort of thing. That's yeah, fair. I think Yeah, I think with cloud, it's definitely an interesting case because for me and this isn't necessarily for cloud but uh you know on playstation right you have the option for remote play so you can play games Mm -hmm. running off of your console on another device whether that's your phone or your pc or tablet it's possible right but it is streaming from your device which may be in the same household as you right to your other screen and so i've done this a lot with my uh playstation both my ps4 and my ps5 to my pc which are both hardwired to the router, right, that I'm connected to the internet on. And so both of these have an Ethernet cable connected to there. And when I've tried to play things off of my PC using the remote play, so it's right streaming from the console to the router Mm -hmm. to my PC, there's still noticeable latency. And that's running off of device that's on the same network. And definitely games like driving games, racing games, any action games... Not to say it's unplayable, but it's definitely not the preferred experience as opposed to playing it natively off the hardware. So when you go to these cloud situations, right, and the fact that the only way to play PS3 games is by streaming over the internet, if I can't play things even on the same network, 
there's no way it's definitely going to feel great to play like streaming it from some random server right in california or ohio wherever the servers you're streaming to are located so it's definitely as matt mentioned yeah the internet's not there and i don't think it'll ever really be there i think streaming is definitely meant for certain genres like if you play a strategy game you don't need fast input right like you're just Mm -hmm. taking your turn you know you're planning out what you're gonna do and i don't like it's not necessary but if you try to play something like gran turismo 7 or something like returnal like i don't really know because of how demanding those games are about being precise being you know responsive immediately right to something happening in the game is i don't think it'll just be a fun time like regardless Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it just doesn't put a great taste in my mouth when it's going to be double the price for a quality that's not there. Because PlayStation is quality. PlayStation, time and time again, like a lot of their first party, they're bangers. And I, I've really enjoyed my PS5. And it would it would just feel weird to go back in time and, and really have it stutter on Sly Cooper. You know what I mean? Like, it would just feel so strange. Um so one other thing that Alex actually brought up earlier today um, in one of our group texts is actually that Game Pass is bringing a family plan, which now this is two people, like, because Nintendo started a family plan, right? Yep. Now Xbox is getting on the thing. Do you guys think PlayStation would ever get in on this family plan? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think they will. I'm actually, like, shocked that Xbox is coming out with a family plan. Me too. Like that yeah. really surprises me. Um, how many people can be on that one? D- is it two? Five. Five. Five people. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I know someone who would be a part. Wait, is the price increase? Like, what's the increase in price? Do we know that yet? Because I I briefly skimmed I don't through know. the news. Okay. Yeah, no, nothing is locked in about pricing. Okay, because like I could understand that being helpful and like friends going in on it, similar to the Nintendo family plan uh but i don't know that sony would partake in a family plan because i don't know that do they think that more that families have more than one like playstation i don't know like i don't, I uh, yeah. don't yeah yeah i don't know i like, mean i think at this point they're pro if they were to do it it won't be for a few years right because it seems like you know similar yeah. to nintendo they're behind the curve of Microsoft and what their, mm-hmm. you know, what their direction is working towards. So even though, you know, in this case, right, Nintendo was the first one out of the get-go to introduce a family plan for Switch Online. But they, like, mm-hmm. one, that's uh, part of their whole, like, marketing plan and, like, their business plan is, like, they think right. every person should have their own Switch. Or- and I think it's because, yeah. right, the way they've done the whole Switch rollout in that every family member is going to have their own Switch. And I think it's similar with Microsoft with the fact that they launched this uh, generation with the Series X and S, that they probably have people that, you know, there's like the main quote unquote person in the family that has the X, but then, you know, maybe siblings or something or like has other S. people in the family have yeah. the S. And I think... Sony could get there, even though they don't have different SKUs like uh, Microsoft and Nintendo, mostly because, right, there's still, you know, over 100 million PS4s out there. And this is, right, plus spans both PS4 and PS5. So I think they're probably looking to say, we could do this because we still have that PS4 install base. And 
a much smaller PS5 install base, but there's probably families out there that have at least one, if not both. So you pro- they could probably justify it. It'll just take a little longer for them to actually get around to it since it wasn't with this introduction. Because I feel like if there was a smart timing to add it, it would be now with this kind of combination of uh, now and plus coming together. Mm-hmm. It's funny that Xbox kind of was like, oh, you just announced these tiers. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> I was just about to announce this family plan. <laughs> <laughs> Which these things take months and months and months for, to like happen. So I, I, I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer's not just like, all right, hold, hold, right, publish quick, yeah. <laughs> quick publish it. Um, so interesting stuff, interesting stuff. More to come. It sounds like between the three of us, though, nothing is really changing. We are full essentials. I was wondering if that was going to happen, um, but yeah. At least, you know, at least they give us, I, I do appreciate that they're not making us go to a more expensive tier. I'm happy that we can keep at the same price and it has the exact same PlayStation Plus. And honestly, I I don't need anything else. I, I'm pretty happy with it. So I'm kudos to you, PlayStation. Great job. Yeah. Can we like also briefly talk about this April, the the PlayStation Plus lineup for April? Because here's another thing. Like I get online yeah. play and I get yep. like a couple games a month, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's all I need. Like mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. So in April, the PlayStation Plus games are Hood, Outlaws and Legends, SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, and Slay the Spire. <laughs> now, Slay the Spire is an excellent game. I love this game. I'm actually what I'm sad about is that I bought Slay the Spire on playstation but i was debating about buying it on switch so now i'm Mm -hmm. sad i didn't buy on switch so that i could have it in two places you know that's my that's my only regret Mm -hmm. but i'm really excited for other folks to check out save the spire matt i hope here's my question okay i I have a question you know that i am not into card games deck building games yes right yes but i've been reading on reddit talking about this and people say that this is a great game for people that usually aren't into deck building games would you agree with that? i would a hundred think i would enjoy it well okay those are two different questions okay I, that's a good point I, those are two different I, questions <laughs> i do agree that this is a great deck building game for folks who don't normally who aren't normally excited by deck building games i think you might like it. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say that you're going to be like, this is the one. Because if yeah. any deck building game is going to be the one, I think it would be this one. But okay. Matt, what was your feelings on the Witcher car- with, on Gwent? I loved Gwent. I loved Gwent. Alex, like is, that. Is this like Gwent or is this not like Gwent? No, this is not like Gwent. <laughs> Gwent is very interesting in that it's a, Right, it's a mini game in The Witcher. Yeah. And even as the as the mini game in The Witcher, it has very strange mechanics that are unlike any other traditional Deck card building. game. Be- yeah, because it's kind of a points-based system where it's, oh, I just need more points on my side of the field to beat you for this round, and I need to win two rounds out of Got three it. to defeat you in general. Okay. There are cards that 
influence the cards on your opponent's side of the field, but it's not like a direct kind of combat thing. You know, things aren't like fighting each other. You're not like, I mean, I guess technically you're dealing damage, but it, it's hard to compare to Gwent. But mm-hmm. I would okay. say from a simplicity standpoint, the strategies you need to realize or kind of think of in Slay the Spire are simple enough that I don't think it's as daunting as traditionally deck building games are. So I think maybe that's where the kind of accessibility comes into play because it's very clear that, you know, each of the classes in the game kind of have like a few potential builds you can focus on. And so it's not daunting for someone that isn't used to building a deck, you know, to not be able to get over that hurdle. Yeah. And Matt, and really the, my biggest sell on this is that you pick a character to play through the spire and each character has a base deck. And you just start with that, right? And so in the beginning, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, let me just play with these cards. And you learn the mechanics yeah. of that. Every time you beat a level or like a room, you get a chance to add a card to your deck. And in the beginning, you're like, this sounds good. Like, you're literally like, I don't know, like this yeah. one. And so obviously, Matt, this is where the roguelike comes in. And so you're just like, let me just pick these random cards. And then later you learn which cards you prefer or a deck to build. Obviously, there are strategies to this type of game. However, Matt, I go with my heart. You know, I go with the heart of the cards. So, like, (laughs) when I find a card deck build that I like, I go after it. I don't care if I've lost, like, 18 times with this build. I'm going to be like, there's going to be one time that this build works for me. And guess what? It only takes one. It it worked so yeah <laughs> i think i think it's worth checking out especially since it's like a hundred percent it's free so i hundred yeah. percent recommend checking it out i'm pretty interested in that hood game I, explain I think to me what I, that one is i'm confused. see i don't i don't completely understand what it is but i think, I think it's, it's it's pv oh, pve so you go yeah. into a match and you have like an objective you have to do and there's like enemy ai like in the area but then at the same time there's another group of players that also have an objective to do in the same map and it's like up to you whether you want to finish your group's objective first before the other team or if you just want to kill the other team Okay. And so it's an interesting like multiplayer game where it's like you're probably best playing with people you know, but it is you versus another group versus the environment, but you can play to either just have it only be PvP, like you can just focus on trying to kill your the enemy players, or you could just try to avoid them and say, hey, we're gonna just do our objective and then escape and win that way. So I think it's a it's an interesting game to have as a PS5 title. I'm not too excited about it, mostly because it is that weird PvPVE style. I'm not, I typically don't play games like that. Uh, but I'm interested in SpongeBob. Wow. Battle for Bikini Bottom. How did this and work for out those for of, us? For those of you that don't know, this is a remake of a PS2 game done by THQ Nordic. And this kind of falls neatly into what I was saying before about keeping my PS Essentials. PS Plus Essentials tier subscription in that this is a game that I haven't bought, but I would be interested in. But now, <laughs> Sony, what you're telling me here is, and you know, I don't, hopefully anyone at Sony's not actually listening to this because I don't want them to change their ideas about the Plus games. But if you're willing to give me these types of games as the free games every month, 
I don't need to subscribe to the extra tier because you're just going to give it to me in the essentials tier. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you're saving me an extra, you know, what, $40 a year because I think it's 100 for the extra tier for yeah. your early sub. So I, I don't need to because you're still giving me games I want to play. So thank you, Sony. What? I don't even know what that game is. is it an action-adventure game? Like, it's a platformer, yeah. Matt. Yeah, it's a collect-a-thon. Oh, it's a you know, it's like games oh. from the PS2 era. You're just going around. Oh. You're collecting what they call shiny things. Those are the Matt, are you collectibles. Now? You're like, yeah. you're collecting it's a, a platformer and collectible, and I was like, <laughs> I have to have it. Do you? Yeah, you're collecting uh, uh, Patrick's lost underwear. You're, cl- oh you're collecting uh, golden spatulas. <gasps> yeah. Actually, Excellent. that kind of sounds fun. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. It, it's a good. Based on what I've seen, it was a good time. It just came out at a time where there are other games, so that's why I never bought it. Uh, but now that we're getting it for free, I'm like, I'm downloading this. I'm playing it. You know, I love SpongeBob as a property. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love playing as SpongeBob in the Nickelodeon Kart Racer games that came out, you know, back in the day. Not the recent ones, but the ones that came out in like the 2000s on PC. Love those. Mm-hmm. So definitely glad to see that uh, so, they're bringing it to to us. Alex, would you see that you're ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it looks like we're ready to close shop for episode 65 of the RXP podcast. Of course, you can write into us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at rxp underscore podcast. Or now find us on YouTube or under rxp podcast. Like, subscribe, do all those things. Uh, let us know what you feel about PlayStation's new subscription service and tiers. Tell us what you're going to do and tell us all about your thoughts on cloud gaming. So thank you for listening. Thank you to Grandmaster Doug. We will catch you next time. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not a friend.